You know, sometimes people look at pastors and they say pastors should be poor. How can a man who is so full of the word be poor? They think pastors are rich by offering. We are not rich by offering. No. Pastors become rich by the volume of the word they carry. That word changes things. Let me give you an instance. Some of us who travel, people assume that the reason we travel all the time is because we are looking for an oridium. If you know what we go through, you will, you will just pity yourself. Sometimes I travel for six months. I'm permitted to take only two on Aurelio. The other time in two weeks, I went for a friend's meeting in Calabar. When I finished from Calabar, I was supposed to be in outpouring. The flight they booked for me from Calabar was 4 p.m. And I told my flight agent, why would you book flight 4? I can't get to Lagos 5 and still make it to the meeting. So they had to book the next morning flight for 8 a.m. in Aquaibo. So we entered the boat to catch the flight in Uyo for 8 a.m. We got to Uyo 7.40. It was Ibom Air. They said it was airborne. We had to book 11 p.m. flight to Portacot to get a, a cab and catch up that flight. But before the cab came, it was already 9.40. They said we can't catch that flight anymore. We had to book another flight to Abuja. But the flight that was available was for 11. I booked four flights to attend one meeting. When it was not working, somebody just heard that Mike can't come. He said, Mike, if Mike doesn't come for this meeting, it won't hold. And instantly, he chartered the private jet. And they picked me to Lagos. We entered Lagos. When we finished our pouring, I left Lagos 6 a.m. the next day. Flew to Abuja and drove five hours to Makodi. One hour to Boko to preach for a friend. I left that meeting. I returned straight. And I went to Abiyokuta. I came to Abuja and flew to Abiyokuta. I preached in Abiyokuta. I left Abiyokuta to redemption camp. I preached in redemption camp. I returned to Lagos to preach for another brother. Two weeks, I was in eight meetings. I didn't take honorarium for one. And all the flights I booked from my pocket. And then somebody comes and says, you are traveling for honorarium. They don't know what kingdom is. That's why they talk like that. Meanwhile, this is how God blessed men. And that's why I'm saying this. While I was preaching in Abiyokuta, Somebody drove 5 hours 30 minutes from Takoradi in Ghana to Accra and flew from Accra to Lagos and drove to Abiyokuta to attend the meeting. When he sat down, the moment I introduced the message, he called his boy, sent 1 million to his account. The moment the message finished, he walked with me to the hotel and gave me $10,000 cash. After going through the stress just to come and go back, I didn't take on radio from eight meetings, but God sent somebody who came and gave me close to six million naira. Why? Because when the word of God begins to lead you, it becomes rain. You don't need manipulation. You don't need manipulation. The rain will fall, and when it falls, one thing it brings is abundance. That's how men grow. You see people like Bishop Oedeko, you say they are taking money from people. <laughs> when Dr. Paul wanted to build the glory dome, he said three weeks to the meeting, the roof, they still didn't have money. And this is in hundreds of millions of dollars. One person, God told him, go and roof it. And one person came and gave what the whole church can give in one month. And it's not a prerogative of pastors. It's a prerogative of every believer that is flooded with the word. When the word fills you, sometimes the word becomes a song in your spirit. And then you are just singing. You are singing of his faithfulness. And as you are just singing that song, that song will mobilize four helpers. They will come, they will lose their peace and be, 
they will be looking for your account number as if there is a knife on their neck they won't even know why until they bless you they will rest that's the rain dimension of the world if you don't do business with the world you will struggle that's why i said i am the bread of life i came to add quality and glory to your life but the only way you will do it is to eat this bread every morning eat it daily and forget about your problem when the rain dimension is activated you will be shocked what will happen to you you will be so shocked even the things you didn't pray for will be coming to you by free course the things you didn't pray for because there's a dimension of the world called the rain when we tell believers to study the world they think it's about cramming and quoting it has nothing to do with it in isaiah chapter 30 verse 23 he said then shall i give rain to thy seed he said that thou shalt sow the ground wither and bread of the increase of the earth and it shall be fat and plenteous in that day thy cattle shall feed in pleasure there's so much that even your cattle are living in pleasure because the rain has come you don't know what the word can become in your spirit in joshua chapter 1 verse 8 he said this book of the law should not depart out of thy mouth he said thou shalt meditate upon it day and night to be careful to observe to do the things written therein he said then you shall make thy way prosperous and have good success the way of the kingdom to success is not the principles they learn from lagos business school is by meditating on the world and following it you know today when we teach people about prosperity we we bring the principles that they learn from business school and that's why the more people do it the more they become secular and godless we don't teach people the place of the world if you will meditate upon this world the world can become an aroma over your life you just greet people that aroma goes forth the world can become wisdom in your spirit you will know what to say and suddenly you will stand out and people are wondering where did you come about this wisdom i just saturated my spirit with the world because the world is the bread of life when you feed on it the quality of your life must change the dimension of the i am that improves the quality of a man's life is the bread and what to do with bread is to eat it you eat it every day you eat it every morning and after a while the impact will begin to spread out of you these ones are slow but the insurance level can never be contested sometimes you sit in god's presence after you have prayed for hours and your spirit has opened don't go and pray and after six hours you say oh boy i've cancelled six hours today and you run to the bathroom and you jump out no when you are done praying that's when waiting begins you pray three hours your spirit is now quiet that time when your spirit is quiet you now wait on the king you know after moses climbed sinai 40 days he mounted up sinai and he had to wait for eight more days for god to come he's a king because that time that you have prayed your spirit is open it's like an antenna it's waiting to catch and instead of catching you now run out no you don't go you stay make it a habit that after you pray at least wait for 30 minutes even if you are feeling sleepy sleep there that sleep will become a trance because you have charged your spirit that's when words come into your spirit and then you start catching them you start catching them don't go and pray and run away you want to receive the word you must learn to wait there is a hard posture you sustain to be able to receive god's word the first hard posture for receiving god's word is meekness in psalm 25 verse 9 it said the meek shall he guide in judgment most times the reason we are not blessed by the word is that we are high-minded we come into a service with our own way 
we insist on how we want to be blessed there's a way the word must be preached there is who must preach the word before we are blessed so if you come for a meeting for example for those of us who travel we know i travel a lot sometimes you you you, you are invited for a meeting you can't go and then you send somebody and then when people come with everything god is doing they are not moved they are waiting to see the apostle come out and then they wait until they say closing prayer they now say are we closed because even the host is afraid he wants them to come back the next day he will now say he will beg you to do a clip <laughs> because if the people don't see you they can't be blessed you are the one they are looking for not jesus and so when i discover people are like that sometimes i will send somebody it's in that sending somebody that they will learn that the person they are looking for is jesus not the man and i can assure you many people go for those meetings they are never blessed even if god descend like thunder they say oh if only apostle a came if only prophet b came because there's no meekness in their heart they insist on how they should hear the word some come for a meeting and god say talk to them as you are talking they say kai they wasted their time today because they can only be blessed when there's fire then they say god is talking god is talking meanwhile they may never hear anything because the state of their heart will refuse them from being blessed. It is only the meek that it guides in judgment. When you grow, you will be delivered from this religion of insisting on how God must come. It's not the how that makes the difference, it's the who. And the who can choose to speak to you through an ass. If you are not mature, you will not hear the voice of God. The who can decide to speak to you through an usher. So when you are coming to a convergence of saints, be sensitive in the place of meekness to find out what God is saying and who he's talking to. Don't insist on how it must be said. Sometimes it's high-mindedness. Only the meek can be guided in judgment. The second hard posture is humility. Why meekness is a disposition of, you know, liberty of the spirit that whichever way God operates is fine humility on the other hand is a state of brokenness one says whichever way god flows is fine the other one says, whoever god uses is fine he's broken if he's an usher that is ministering that day is perfect if god chooses not to talk that day he will receive the worship and go home in first peter chapter 5 verse 5 he said younger ones submit yourselves unto elders he said let all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. So the hard posture of meekness and humility is significant in receiving the word. When you come to receive God's word, sometimes you tell yourself ahead of time, whichever way God moves today, I'm blessed. I will receive it and I will be thankful. When you are like that, there is no time in God's presence that you will not be blessed. Number two is to sustain an intention to obey don't come to here just to increase in knowledge when you are coming before god prepare your heart that whatever god says i will obey when god sees that heart he can bless you you know in romans 10 verse 16 he said but they have not all obeyed that's why the bible said who has received have believed our report they have not all obeyed that means people come to here without a preparedness to obey and when god finds such people he can't bless them in hebrews chapter 3 verse 18 he said and to whom he swore 
that he should not enter into his rest because they believe not. It says, so we see that they could not enter. They could not enter because of their unbelief. And their unbelief was disobedience. When you read the, the, the account in the book of Numbers. So when God just sees you, have you seen people before they come to you, they say, man of God, what is God saying? They just want to hear it and put it in their pocket. It's their curiosity. When you tell them what God is saying, they will never do it. They will look for the next man of God and say, what is God saying? When they are hearing scripture, they are just enjoying it. He say, a man who hears and does not obey, that man is considered to have an evil heart of unbelief. And he said, God himself has sworn that that man cannot enter rest. So the posture of heart to sustain when you are hearing the word of God is, whatever he says, I will do by his grace. When God sees that, God can quickly begin to instruct you. When you find people who have not heard God for long, it's because the last thing God told them, they disobeyed. So God will always wait for you to obey the last instruction before he gives you the next one. Because if you don't obey the last one, why will you obey the current one? So it's a waste. And God doesn't have that time. The psalmist said, once have the Lord spoken, twice have I heard that all power belongs to God. That's a man with willingness to obey. I can assure you, many people are looking for new things. But all the old ones they have, they've not obeyed anyone. And the woman said he came to a conference and he wanted to preach. And the people were asking him, what are the new things God is saying? What are the new things? Have you seen anything in the dimensions of the heavens? What is God saying from the heaven? He said, well, it's what God told me 30 years ago that he's still saying. The people were like, ah, you are obsolete in the spirit. You have not moved. You mean you've not heard anything from the realm? He said, well, the one God told me 30 years ago, the people have not been able to obey it. So I'm still emphasizing it. Maybe when they obey it, we'll say a new thing. But what's the point saying all the new things when they are not obeying the old ones? People have itchy ears. The third posture is what? A predisposition towards obedience. The fourth posture is honor. We call this fear and trembling. If a man does not approach the word of God with honor, the word of God can profit him. If you go to many denominations before they read the word of God, they tell everybody to stand. Just to give them a consciousness of honoring the word. In 1 Samuel 2.30, he says, Him that honor me will I honor. And then he that despises me, he says, She shall be lightly esteemed. You want to profit by the word, you must hallow this word. You must honor it. In Psalm 132 verse 2, he says, The Lord said, I have honored my word above all my name. God himself honors his word. And if God gives his word to you and you dishonor it, you will never receive another one. That's why I say, cast not holy things to swine. Because they will trample upon it. They will make a mess of it. You are asking God, Lord, show me the direction. And God gives you a direction. And you do nothing about it. You likely esteem it. If you are not careful and you don't pray for, it, for deliverance, maybe all your life you may never receive another direction again. And people will come and tell you, last week God told me, last month God told me, and you are wondering, are these things true? It's true because they honor the word. When you start honoring the word of God, you will discover that God will begin to speak to you frequently. And the things God says to you will begin to manifest. Honor is also reverence. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 20, it said, They that feared, that reverenced the word, they were the ones who were saved. Because when God, through the servant Moses, gave instruction to the people of the plague that was coming, those who honored the word of God, they took their ships and hid them. 
But those who took the word of God for granted, they relaxed. They lost everything. There is too much dishonor for the word of God. We trivialize the word. We just want to hear new things and play with them. No. No. The word of God is God. And he doesn't take himself for granted. You can't trivialize God's word or dishonor God's word and expect to make progress by the word. From today, when you, you know, when God began to teach me these things, he was so stringent about it. I want to listen to a message, I lie down, cross my leg, and I just hear a whisper, you will not learn anything from this message. This message will not bless you. I learned these things over 10 years ago. I can bring my books out. Those of them who are with me, they see. I'm listening, you see, Andrew Womack, 20th March, 2001. And then everything he's saying, I'm writing. It's a sign of honor. I'm listening, Peter Tan, I'm writing. Madame Guyon, I'm reading the book, I'm writing. Because if you take it for granted, you, it will slip from you. That's why I said to pay earnest heed to these things, lest they slip. When a man dishonors God's word, it will slip from him. He can't make progress with it.